your turn to... Oh, is it for me? Consider yourself fired. Why are you winking at me? Consider yourself fired. Hello, and welcome to the JT and Drew Show. I'm JT. And I'm Drew. And we're two nobodies talking about nothing. Nothing. Consider yourself fired. All right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the JT and Drew Show. Uh, we have a lot to discuss today. I am sitting here with the um, Pop-Tart of the day. hey I was going to go with uh, Jesse. Uh, shut your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hey, what's up, bud? Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back, man. Uh, feels like I've not slept since the last show. Um, it it seems that way, but uh, you took a power nap. Yeah, sure did. Sure did. <clears throat> It so, just seems you know, like the you, older you get, the uh, less rest it feels like you get. I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. I, you know, when you start start waking up and going, oh, my back. You know, <laughs> then you're like, oh, he slept real good last night. <laughs> yeah, you're not lying. Sheesh. <laughs> so, well, it's good, man. Um, everything going your way? So far, yeah. No complaints, you know. Uh, woke up. I'm here. Uh, still got all all eight of my fingers and six of my toes, so that's what I'm talking no about. No complaints here, mate. How about you? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I'm ready to uh, dive into today's topic. It um, yeah, it sounded sounded pretty interesting. You left us on a cliffhanger last time. I tried to, you know, maybe try to keep some people intrigued and keep them coming back, but um, um, Mark Zuckerberg. Mm. Went on uh, Joe Rogan's show. Oh, okay. Not too, yeah, not too long ago, and had talked about. Um, well, let's just let's just go ahead and uh, play the clip. Okay. What's that? We uh, we don't have we don't have clip money. Oh. Um, well, we're not going to play the clip. Yikes. No yeah, beautiful bean footage for us. Mm-mm. <coughs> Thanks, Bushes. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg uh, went on to Joe Rogan. And you can listen to it. It's on YouTube. And I'm sure it's on TikTok. And I'm oh, sure yeah. It's on all of the. But um, where he had said that the FBI had came over to the company and talked to them about hey there could potentially be some fake news um false advertisements whatever the case may be yeah and um so during the election they kind of shut down some of the or a lot of the uh right wingers or however you want to call them the republicans um advertisements or or statements that were being pushed about joe biden or hunter biden which was a big one yeah yeah i remember that was toward the end there uh of the election the hunter biden story was real well it was real big but yeah it wasn't getting a lot of media coverage yeah that wasn't getting a lot of traction like it would if you know um trump was an extremist or was raided uh, by the fbi or something like that yeah so uh, towards the end of uh, 2022 the presidential elections big tech and liberal media is what it says uh 
outlets suppress the New York Post, which is not the New York Times. I'm come to find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the New York Post reported that had shed light on shady business deals of Hunter Biden, the candidate Joe Biden's son, which I think if that were to be pushed out, especially being on Facebook, where a lot of people who were coming up and um, getting their election news and whatnot, uh, I think that may have swayed the people who were on the fence. Sure. I mean, think about yeah. it. There's, There's... All these news outlets, right? CNN, Fox, MSN, MSNBC, CNBC, ABC, whatever, all the alphabets. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, especially younger folks, are scrolling through Facebook, are scrolling through TikTok or Twitter, Instagram, all these social media platforms, and they'll see the headlines there, and and that's kind of, hey, that's where I, I got my news for the day. Yeah. So it sounds like they were, uh, if I'm getting this correct, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like the FBI had come to Zuckerberg and was trying to get him to suppress some of that information? Yeah. Well, he was trying to get his company to. Okay. Because they thought that the Russians were coming in and trying to Mm. manipulate the election. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, as a CEO... And all of your other managers, as a company, what do you do when the FBI comes in and says, hey, you need to watch this, catch it, don't let it uh, gain a lot of tractions or whatnot? I mean, it's definitely intimidating. You know, if the FBI came to us and was like, hey, be careful what you put on the JT and Drew show. Uh, Just a a heads up. A heads up. There's some... uh, some misinformation disinformation whatever we want to call it this year and uh just letting you know uh, wink, i think wink. i would laugh that's just me but i think i would do that even if the local police came in hashtag epstein didn't kill himself <laughs> i'm just saying yeah <clears throat> now i don't think and, and we've talked about this in previous episodes the fbi being corrupt and this and that i don't think that Everybody in the organization is corrupt or is a bad person or or has bad morals or, or whatever. I don't right. I don't yeah. think that. However, no, not at all. I do think there are some corrupt individuals at the top. Definitely, yeah, leading it. Mm-hmm. And and, and that's terrible. The, being in the eye of the people that get pushed out to Congress when they go in and they try to. Um, have a hearing. Yeah, and there a lot of it. A lot of their answers are, are the ones that they post, the ones that we see. Because I don't watch C-SPAN, um, but a lot of what they post is well, we can't really talk about an open investigation. Mm-hmm. Well, I get that, <coughs> but that wasn't the question. I'm all for if you're in that line of work, police, law enforcement, whatever it is, at whatever level, federal state city i don't care just do your job have your own political views and you and i had to deal with this being in the military you can Mm -hmm. have your own political views they don't have to be the popular one they can be the popular one they can be different from the guy sitting next to you doesn't matter right but when it comes to your job that doesn't play a factor into it 
Right. It shouldn't. But what it's <coughs> but what it seems to be doing is uh it seems that these individuals that are at the top are pretty much playing the bully of what the people in power want them to do right now. Yeah. And that should that's not the point of the FBI. No. No, and it even says here, um, I'm looking at the notes, it says, uh, according to that article, that, you know, Zuckerberg had come on Joe Rogan's show and they were talking, and he admitted, Mark Zuckerberg admitted that Facebook limited the bombshell Hunter Biden laptop story ahead of the 2020 election because the FBI had warned him about, quote, Russian propaganda, end quote. Yeah. So they're they're not even saying that, hey, it came out that this was, in fact, without a doubt, Russian propaganda. So, you know, we probably shouldn't just peddle that information. It was, hey, there could be misinformation out there. So we just decided to decide what is true or what isn't true and limit it. So correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that against the First Amendment? Mm. Free press? <clears throat> yes and no, right? Because this is a private organization. It's a it's a business. Okay. And that's... I struggled with that as I was reading through this because my, my gut, my instinct was exactly that. Hold on a second. You're suppressing people's free speech. You know, if I want to go out there and post about it and say... Hey, look what happened with this Hunter Biden laptop thing. It's terrible. This is what they're finding out, blah, blah, blah. And then they silence me. Yeah, I'd be pretty upset too. However, you know, if if I go into a restaurant and the sign outside says, hey, no shirt, no shoes, no service, and I'm not wearing shirt or shoes, and I get refused service, well, it's a private organization. They have the right to make their own rules and... Tell me your refuse service if I don't play by them. Similar with this, you know, Facebook is, or Meta, is owned by uh, Mark Zuckerberg and his team and all that, and they make the rules for their platform. But did they make the rules or did they get bullied into doing this? Well, I think they definitely got bullied into doing this. Yeah, I'm not sure that being, I'm, I'm sure bully is the wrong word to use. But intimidated. persuaded, intimidated, yeah. um, <clears throat> lured, I don't know, yeah. Um, let's see here. So it says Joe Rogan had asked Zuckerberg about his Facebook moderation um, of that post in particular about the Hunter Biden story, the laptop story. Mm-hmm. And uh, Zuckerberg told Rogan that Facebook took warnings from the FBI about foreign influence in the 2020 election and the uh, content of the story seriously. Um, So he went on to say that Facebook basically came, or I'm sorry, the FBI basically came to Facebook uh, saying, hey, just so you know, you should be on high alert. We thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. And we have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump that's similar to that. So be vigilant. 
So it's not saying that they came to him and necessarily said, hey, don't post these stories or don't let these stories be posted. They were just kind of giving him the nudge, the wink, wink, you know, hey, be careful. There's a lot of this misinformation out there. I'd hate for you to be a part of that whole shenanigans. Yeah, but he pretty much just threw himself under the bus saying, yeah, we did this. Yeah, they decided to scrap the stories altogether. And what's interesting is they did that, and Zuckerberg is quoted on saying that he doesn't want Facebook to be, quote, the ministry of truth. So he didn't want Facebook to be deciding what was true or what was false. Mm-hmm. But they did. Yeah. Yeah, they sure did. So uh, in the MSN article, both Zuckerberg um, and the Twitter CEO, Jackie Dorsey, expressed regret for their actions limiting the distribution of the Post's reporting. So uh, you did it. And now you're coming back saying, ah, you know, we, I guess we shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. It's already done. The damage is done. The damage is here. We're living through it. Yeah. So, you know, everybody makes mistakes. I get that. But um, you should not let uh, somebody come in and tell you what sh- is should or shouldn't be <coughs> on a platform. If it's not hateful speech or whatever the radical wants to post out there. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and you you have to take a step back. You know, we're looking at it from 300 feet right now. Mm-hmm. Look at it from the 3,000 foot range. Look at it from the 30,000 foot. Knowing what we know today, and, and we'll go off the trail for just a second, but it wasn't that long ago we had the um, FBI go and rump, rump, raid President Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence right which is still hot in the news Mm -hmm. as of this recording yep and the the current white house administration claimed at the time hey we had no knowledge of this this is all the doj we 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 don't know anything about it well not long after that we found out they had complete knowledge of it the president in fact signed off on it even though he claimed that I, i had no clue I say all that to say, or to, I guess, get folks to think about, it got me thinking about anyway. You have the FBI come to the social media platforms and they're, hey, we're giving warnings. You know, this might be out there. Do with it what you will, but be very careful. Okay, that's one thing. But then if you have the sitting president... I don't want to say necessarily weaponizing, but weaponizing the DOJ, the FBI, it it kind of puts, what do you say, like connect the dots, right? So if I'm connecting the dots, I could say, and this could be a total conspiracy theory, but I could say, okay, the sitting president is ordering these departments, the FBI in this case, to go and take out his political opponents. Um, yeah, it, not just partic- not just the FBI, but DOJ in a whole. Yeah. Hey, I I definitely want this guy to be smeared. Um, 
I need you to not post stuff on social media or at least not let it get very much attention as it's circulated when it comes to negative things about me. But let's do some negative things to my opponents. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that is exactly what happened. But putting those dots out there and starting to connect them, it, it kind of paints that picture. If you want to see it that way, yes, it does. Yeah. And I have to say that. Sure. Because, you know, I I try to, I try to do my best, and I've been failing a lot uh, about getting both sides of um, <clears throat> the news media, mm-hmm. right? So I've been listening to a lot of uh, podcasts because that's pretty much what I do. I'm just on the go, and I'll throw in a podcast every now and again just to listen to it. Sure. But um, and I, I'm going to name drop one of them that I do listen to, which is uh, Dan Bongino. <coughs> and he is very right thinking he's an i wouldn't say he's an extreme but he is a lot more far right than other other people that i listen to okay so but he's painting the same picture that you're talking about where the president (coughs) is pretty much just opening up the doj the entire doj to smearing his opponents so that you won't look and see what he's doing and what he's failing at. So maybe possibly his numbers could be boosted back up for this midterm and yeah. they don't have <coughs> this r- r- um, red wave rush, I guess everyone's calling it. Yeah. To come back and take over the House and the Senate. So, um, but there are other outlets that are painting it as this is all the previous president's fault because he held these particular <coughs> documents right so he should not have done that he should he should have handed everything over to um, the historians whoever he hands them over to yeah and, and the national uh, archive people national archives and then they will determine what needs to be held there and what he can keep I disagree with that. Uh, I do agree that previous presidents all the way down uh, should be able to hold documents and um, keep them in a secured location mm-hmm. if un- unless it's certain items like nuclear codes or um, intel or anything like that, then that needs to be turned over so we can build off of what they've discovered in their uh, reign, I guess you can call it. Well, that's what I like to call it. But just for this one particular person who rocked the boat at the White House uh, in the whole political party, who is not a politician, now he's enemy of the state, and everybody who ever voted for him is now a tyrant or some sort of they're calling it now um, semi-fascist, mm-hmm. which that doesn't make any sense um, because previous presidents, and, it, and Barack Obama, George Bush, Dick Cheney, um, President Clinton, they've all held 
documents when they left the White House, which I don't understand why with the previous president, why this is a an issue, because every president's done it and every president's going to do it. Joe Biden's going to do it when he leaves office. You know, it's it's not a it shouldn't be a problem for Joe Biden to hold documents when he leaves and then releases them as he sees fit. There should be no problem with that. Yeah. Well, and and I know we're in a rabbit hole, but even in this Mar-a-Lago case, we're seeing that the gosh, who was it? The FBI or whoever from the Department of Justice came over weeks prior. They yeah, knew that the documents were there. The they even knew that they were being safeguarded by the Secret Service. Mm-hmm. And they told them to upgrade the locks and all this stuff. Yeah. It wasn't, if it was a as big of a deal as they are making it out to be, why would they have not confiscated that information then or tried to prosecute then? Why would they, oh, or, hey, go ahead. I know you have the stuff. Just go ahead and, you know, make sure you're you're keeping it safe. Well, here's a conspiracy thought. Yeah. When they went over to tell him to change the lock, maybe they got a glimpse of what was in there to then put that information on the warrant to go and do it. Well, we'll never know because everything's been redacted. Yeah, pretty much. And let me say, and you know some of this as well, being a security clearance holder, a lot of this stuff is wordsmithing. They're throwing out words to the general public that may not completely understand this, and it sounds scary. sounds bad. Mm-hmm. Secret. Top secret. Um, sensitive compartmentalized information. You know. Classified. Classified. They're using these words and making it sound like, you know, there's only a handful of people in our government that have access to this stuff. And the fact that he, Trump, has this information is just so damning. No, there, there's not. a lot of people that hold those clearances. I and you hold clearances. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you hold the clearance doesn't mean you have access to all of that information. You still have to have a need to know. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I do not have a need to know for a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I have a I don't want to know for a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because the more you know, the higher on the target uh, rack you are. Yeah, the more you know, yeah. the higher on the target you are, or the higher the target you are. Um, the more you know, the more you have to keep quiet about. The, I mean, there, there's a whole lot of stuff that goes into it. Oh, yeah. But it's not as like, oh, my gosh, what is the former president of the United States doing with top secret information? Do you think he just, you're no longer the president and he brain dumps all of that stuff? Yeah. No, no, you don't. No. It's just ludicrous to me. But again, people who don't know, don't know any better. And when they're being told these things or hearing these things on the media... It's just like, oh my gosh, that's super scary. Yeah, this guy doesn't need to have any of this stuff. What in the world is going on? Yeah. You kidding me? It's nonsense. Yeah. So, and um, I'm going to try and jump out of this rabbit hole, but but I'm I'm staying towards the top at this point. Uh, The current president has kind of, not revoked, 
maybe it is revoked, but he's he's not letting Trump um, keep his presidential powers to say, hey, I have declassified these. That's why I have them. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, and anyways, and hopping out of this right. Oh, okay. <clears throat> declassifying stuff, it's not as crazy as people think, too. No. Well, not for the president, because all he has to do is just do this little... Omni, omni. I've declassified this, and... Yeah. There it is. And I'm sure there's a little bit more to it. I'm sure there's some paperwork that has to go into it, but... Well, and people forget, too, that at Mar-a-Lago, he had, when he was president, an active skiff. So he was able to hold documents that were high classifications. Yeah. Um... And a skiff as well. Holy cow. You don't have to just have a super high top of the line clearance to get in one. Now, if they're going to discuss super high clearance stuff and you don't have the clearance, then you have to step out. And then when they're done, you can go back in. But it's not anything super scary, crazy. You know, there's guys at the door with guns blocking it and all that. Like, no, no. And I know that from personal experience. It's not Mm -hmm. that scary. No. <clears throat> it could be frustrating. Sure. But it's not scary. So, so all this, um, like you said, the Twitter and Facebook dude, you know, regretting uh, their decision to limit some of that information. And we find out later on from a lot of these these uh, media outlets, New York Times, Washington Post, NBC, uh, Politico, that oh, that laptop story. Um, it's actually it's actually true. Yeah, a- and um, all this stuff about um, using that as evidence for election meddling. Yeah, that that wasn't um, that wasn't the case. <laughs> but it's, hey, um, it's convenient, right? If I can just even if I know it's true, and it's damning information, if I can just get it to go away for a while so I can do whatever it is that I'm trying to do at that time. Great. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll reattack it at a later date when I'm already in office. Yeah. And then I'll <coughs> tell everybody that they're conspiracy theorists. Mm-hmm. So do you think the government should collaborate with big tech? I think it's a slippery slope. I think so too. I, I you look at your places like North Korea, for example. <laughs> oh, you're going way out there. Where they control everything in their little slice of heaven, if you will. Mm-hmm. I want you to know your ABCs. I'll put that information out there. I want you to think that uh, this place is the enemy. I will only feed you that information. I won't feed you the whole picture i will show you what you should know based on what i think you should know or shouldn't know exactly and it's not just that one country which is super extreme if you've ever seen any of the documentaries but china does the same thing russia does the same thing we do the same thing i'm not going to say that we don't there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the world that we don't know about yeah well tell me this i just saw recently um what was it, today, yesterday, I don't know, sometime this week, that our, I think it's our elementary schools 
and some states are suffering more than others, but we're finding out that kids in the uh, lower grades of grade school are suffering more now than they have in the past like 20 years when it comes to like math and uh, English class, um, their reading, their again, their math skills. And you would think, hey, okay, we need to focus on that. We need to bring that stuff back up. Yeah. Well, well, you would think. Some of the schools I found out, yeah, that's a problem here, but we are going to be focusing on gender studies instead. That's, so that's that's big city pushing all that stuff? You're not going to see it um, in the smaller communities. Yeah. But Hopefully. It's, it's, again, it's another way of, well, we want you to know what we want you to know. And... <clears throat> Again, I'm not saying that that's only one side of the aisle, not the other side, or vice versa. Because I remember uh, in the public high school that I went to, uh, gosh, what class was it? It was some kind of history or social studies, something. And they taught about um, Lucy. I don't know if you remember Lucy, the our, our oldest ancestor. She was uh, an ape of sorts. Yeah, I know Lucy. And how we all descended from Lucy and all this stuff. And that's what they taught. Okay. Well, me in my head, I'm like, yeah, I don't believe that. But obviously I'm in this class. I have to do the assignments and whatnot. Mm-hmm. When I went to the private Christian school for my junior and senior year, I was yeah. kind of surprised that we did a class on world religions. And it was a Christian school. We had chapel on Wednesdays. We um, read through the Bible Um, but in this particular class, we read a book that shed light on every world religion that exists. Yeah. And it wasn't to say, Hey, um, this is the only one out there. You have to know this. You have to believe it or else it was, Hey, yes, this is a Christian school, but this is what else is out there. This is what other people believe. And they took the approach that, you know, hey, it's kind of wise to learn a little bit about all these other world religions, theologies. What What is monotheism? What is deism? What is polytheism? What is What are all these things so that we have an understanding? And I can see, hey, when JT and I are talking or me and this other guy that I've never met before or if I'm traveling and I'm in this other country, I can have an understanding of where they're coming from. They presented all the information. Yeah. Well, as a private school should, if that's in their um, curriculum, right? Yeah. So, and I probably messed that word up, but but that's where you get the division of religion and and state, religion and school. Yeah. So well, and that's just one topic that I, I'm, I'm right, trying right, to right. draw that example to. It's a bad topic, but yeah, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it could be anything. It could be uh, science class. You know, oh, okay. in our science class, we learned this one way of this thing, and the other science class at the other school, they learn all the different approaches or all these other theories that whatever. Okay. But trying to draw the connection to should big tech be involved or collaborate 
with the government or vice versa? Should the government collaborate with big tech and censorship? It's a very slippery slope. Yeah. No, you're, it really is. But when big tech goes out to other parts or other countries um, and not – so if a U.S. – let's just let's just say Twitter because that's huge, mm-hmm. right? Twitter's all over the world. It started here in America. Um, but it is in every country that you can imagine. So should should that big tech company be stopping information flowing to those additional countries if those countries want it to? Because they don't have a constitution. They don't have um, the same rights that we have here in this country. Well, again, I'll default to that company being slope. that company. Yeah. You know, if if I start, if we started our podcast and it's strictly a, hey, we're going to talk about um, Republican ideas. We're both Republicans and, and we're only going to talk about Republican things. Don't put that hate on me. me. <laughs> we're only going to push out the Republican narrative. We're only going to this and that. That's our prerogative. Yeah. Now we don't do that, but we'll try not to. But that's a choice that we could make. Yeah. Same could be true if we were Democrats or independents or didn't have any political view or whatever. Yeah. So when you're talking about Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all these private companies, I mean, technically, yeah, they could say, well, we want this type of information, not that type of information. But people have to have that understanding as well. Okay. Do you think that people should just be able to say what they want on um, media platforms, social media platforms? Let me clarify. Uh, in, in what regard? How do you mean? Let's just say general. Just in general, do you think people should just be able to say what they want? Uh, yes and no. Okay. And why yes? Yes. In the sense that um, it's a social media platform, uh, it's another form of communication. Um, if two people are having a discussion, let them have their discussion. Uh, if you have an opinion, you can put your opinion out there. No, in the sense that what are the community guidelines? If the community guidelines say, hey, no violent speech or rhetoric or no inciting violence or this or that and you're out there saying hey who wants to join my club we're gonna go shoot up a location or we're gonna go destroy this or that well okay now you're kind of breaking the rules of that platforms okay but if there were no community guidelines no community guidelines it's just an open forum to do whatever the heck you want then what's the issue now, I don't necessarily agree, right? If people are out there and they go, hey, we're going to go destroy this location because we want to. Who wants to sign up and come with me? Okay. But there's repercussions too. If the government is monitoring that and then they go and stop you and you go, hey, you shouldn't have been monitoring that. Why, why were you eavesdropping on my conversation? Well, you put it on a social media, a public forum, if you will. Mm-hmm. So again, yes and no. Okay, I mean that's a good answer. I um, 
I would disagree with you. Okay. I do not think people should be able to say what they want. Um, well, okay, yes and no on that one. <laughs> uh, because if I can, if there's no guidelines, no anything, and say I'm just a really hateful person, because there's people out there that are just super hateful. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they should be able to say, you know, go kill yourself or, or, you know, something's wrong with you. You don't need to exist anymore, right? Right. I don't think people should be able to say that. Common sense stuff, or at least you would think it'd be common sense stuff. But uh, me personally, I'm not a negative person. (coughs) But at the same time, I believe that if you want to say the sky is purple and not blue and that's what you see, you know, who, who am I to tell you that you're different? Yeah. <coughs> so, but yeah, then I guess yes and no. Where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? But bringing it full circle, should government collaborate? Say you tell that person, you know what? I hate you. Go, go off yourself. I don't care. And the person does it. Who's responsible? Are you responsible? Are you, did yeah. you commit a crime? Or were you, you free speeching it? Yeah, well, true. And then again, here in the United States, like you brought up, okay, we have free speech. What if this was somebody in Germany that said that, or you told that to them, or it's very slippery slope. Yeah, I I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I just take it from you sometimes. <laughs> so, so, is this censorship at its finest? I think it could be, um, I think it could be a lot more intense, you know? Yeah. Uh, not not like camping, but uh, I think there's, sh- I think, that, oh my gosh, I believe it could be a lot worse than what it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, everybody's still able to say more or less kind of what they think, act on free speech and whatnot, as, again, as long as it doesn't incite violence. But uh, it could definitely be a lot worse. And uh, do I think it's censorship at its finest? No, I don't think it is. But uh, it's getting there. Yeah, and and I would say again, you have to look at the organization. What are the rules? Are you following the rules? Or are you not following the rules? You know, according to uh, TechTarget.com, they said most First Amendment experts say. <laughs> say that the constitutional right the constitutional right to free speech does not apply to private institutions so that would indicate that twitter facebook instagram uh, are all within their legal right to remove accounts or to stop speech as they see fit yeah exactly they uh, were quoted saying Today, there's nothing that prevents any social media site from banning any individual user whose post they dislike. And that was from uh, Gregory Sullivan, a First Amendment lawyer and professor at Suffolk University Law School. Well, you shouldn't be able to disable somebody just because you don't like them. But there are people out there that have sued people because they don't like them. Yeah. Well, and it's different if if 
you and somebody are having a conversation outside versus I'm using whatever social media platform as a vehicle to get my message across. So essentially people can say whatever they want without the company being held liable. However, the company can decide whether or not to allow it or to allow it to continue. Yeah. Both are legal. Mm Mm-hmm. So, again, no shirt, no shoes, no service. And across the street, they may say, hey, no shirt, no shoes. We don't care. Yeah, come home in. It's, uh... So, show us your <coughs> crab eyes. <laughs> crab eyes, welcome. <laughs> Hairy toes, not welcome. Yeah, more the merrier. Yep. In your shoes. I think part of it is people... And this is going to sound bad, but people get in their feelings very easily. How does that sound bad? Well, I think you're 100% right. Because, so these social media platforms, they're they're not rights, right? Like it's not a, uh, I have a right to post on this platform. No, I signed up. I made an account. I signed up for the thing. I agreed to whatever the community standards are. And then I start posting or liking or commenting or whatever. If I don't like the rules, then I don't make an account. And I find somewhere that I do agree with and I make an account with that organization instead. Or yeah. I make oh, my yeah. own. Yeah, I was about to say, or create your own. But I think a lot of folks, it's almost that sense of entitlement. You know, I I think <coughs> Americans have that sense of entitlement. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because I think we're the loudest ones on the social media platform, spitting out uh, how the big tech is reducing our freedom of speech and not letting me say what I want to say on your platform. Mm-hmm. So, and I could be wrong. It could be other folks, but I think Americans are the loudest. No, I agree with that. We um, tend to be the loudest, and, and, you know, the soup of the day changes every day. Yeah. Well, that's why it's called the soup of the day, not soup of the week. Right. All right, man. Well, that's uh, it's a good show. Yeah, Thanks yeah. Thanks for coming on and talking about it and discussing these things. And um, if you have an opinion about what we talked about go ahead and uh, write to the show yeah please do um I'm, we're both very interested in uh in what you'd have to say um hopefully this was thought-provoking and got you to think a little bit maybe see different perspectives um whether you agree disagree have your own thoughts whatever um this is just just what we think yeah And we will catch you later. Adios. Bye. As always, we'd like to say thank you for stopping by and listening to the podcast. Yeah, we realized that uh, you could have been doing anything uh, way more productive, but you chose to waste your time with us. We look forward to talking about absolutely nothing with you next time. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover, please email us at jtandrewshow at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash JT Drew Show.